does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. This morning on the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. It's the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Lawrence all by himself. Takes a shotgun snap to pass. Plants. Shuffling right. Still looking. Scanning. Turns. Now he rolls to the left side. Looking for the end zone. Fires off platform. And that's a catch for a touchdown. And it's Calvin Ridley. Richardson's going to take it off and run. He's at the 50. He's at the 45. He's at the 40. Left side. Takes tacklers down to the 35-yard line. Richardson going to take off and run. He's in there. Shotgun snap for Lawrence, hangs in the pocket. He's going to fly it towards the end zone on the right side. And making a diving attempt on the football is Zay Jones. But they're going to say he does catch the ball. Richardson, RPO, fakes it. Now he's going to screen it left side to Pittman. He's got a crease into the 20, 15, 10, 5, racing for the pylon. He's in! Touchdown! Touchdown, Michael Pittman Jr. Lawrence plants in the pocket. He's hit as he throws. The ball is out. There's a fight for it around the 35-yard line. Get the ball. The play's still going. Pick it up. The The Colts pick it up. It's DeForest Buckner. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. Stretching for the pylon. Touchdown! Here they're going to run it with ETN. Starts right. Cuts off left. He's at the 20. He's at the 10-5. Touchdown. Game was on the line in crunch time. The Jaguars flex their muscle. It always starts with myself with anything. You know, we got to run the ball better. Um, And it starts with me. You know, we we didn't run it as good as we should have. Throughout the game, you know, emotions were everywhere. I was happy. I was a little bit more chilled. And then after the game, I was a little hurt because I feel like we had it. You know, uh, we just got to clean some things up as an offense. Alright, it's a Reaction Monday with you on the Wake Up Call hanging out 7 o'clock hour in the Drive Hubler.com studios. KB, Andy, Mark hanging out with you for the next three hours and today's all about you. Colts losers on Sunday 31-21. Were you at the game? What did you did you do a keg stand? <laughs> That's where we start today. Uh, uh, I have had a long weekend. Cannot wait to react with you guys. NFL Week 1 nearly in the books the game tonight but it's all about you 317-239-1070 hanging out with you on the wake up call KB a very good morning lots to talk about obviously the loss the Jonathan Taylor situation injuries Anthony Richardson and everything in between fellas a very happy morning you got the Notre Dame on you're looking good today well Look thank you. you yeah this you feeling throwback. good today I am I am feeling it's good almost a medium too by the way yeah, it's, right. it's it's on the edge some pictures of Ryan Bowen, my older brother, <laughs> rocking this about the age of 12, so it's a miracle that this still fits Looks me. Good. Um, yeah, entertaining, Andy. Uh, certainly traded blows with, I think, one of the better teams in the AFC and, you know, had a lead midway through the fourth quarter. I, I'm not sure realistically what more you could ask for. Again, certainly there are things to get to and the support or lack thereof for Anthony Richardson will be a storyline that we saw yesterday and and I think we'll continue to see. And, and frankly, I thought we saw one of, not Richardson, but and we'll get into this, but I thought we saw one of the worst games in Colts history from one of their players uh, yesterday. <laughs> but the Richardson experience think back to 365 days ago 
think back to where you were as a Colts fan following the final game of last year and tell me how you feel this morning than what you felt after the season finale or after week one's tie in Houston. You, you, you just you feel better. You, you, you have to have watched him and think to yourself, okay, there is some stuff to work with here. There is a lot of stuff to work with here. By no means was it perfect. I thought, honestly, Richardson looked like a much different quarterback once the Colts got a lead than when they were playing from behind kind of early. I thought they, they responded really well early on. And then once they got the lead, it was one of those, oh, bleep moments. Like, wait, we're not supposed to be doing this. Right. And, and, and Richardson offense, talked about that post game. Yeah, yeah, and Richardson and the offense just kind of melted once you got into those moments. Certainly the defense, I thought... When you look at a 31-point total, it's totally unfair to the defense. To We're going to get to the end of the season, and the Colts are going to have like a high you know, point total allowed, and you're going to go back to week one and be like, wait, that's, that's not an accurate assessment of how that unit played. I thought the usually very reliable punt team was pretty darn bad, and that was the play of the game, if you want to boil it down, I think, to one play, when Jamal Agnew scooped up that punt and took it about 45 yards to set up what eventually was the game-winning touchdown, but nonetheless, Andy, I thought it was a terrific atmosphere inside of Lucas Oil Stadium, and I thought if you are realistic about the Colts and your expectations for this season, I thought week one went Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, you know, my initial reaction was watching that game. It's a number of things. And listen, we'll take your calls. We're wide open today. Uh, no guests today. So we're going to be reacting to this. Obviously, a big weekend in the NFL, college football, and everything else. To me, KB, it's pretty simple. Didn't we talk about this kind of game? This is the exact kind of game that we were talking about, right? Before the season? Leading into the season? Was entertaining it losses? Well, yes, an entertaining loss. I mean, to me, that's exactly what you saw a team that was in it in the third quarter, in it in the fourth quarter, uh, could have made it. Now, we have to talk about the end of the game. We have not had a internal discussion on kicking the field goal at the end of the game with 40-some-odd seconds and giving yourself at least an onside kick if Matt Gay can come in and knock in that field goal. We do need to talk about Anthony Richardson. I mean, listen, first quarter, second quarter, fourth quarter, the guy was hobbling. Now, I mean, it needs to be talking about giving that he's going to be your leading rusher. And then the other thing, the running game, whether... It's the offensive line, whether it's a rough day from Deion Jackson, whether it's just... That's a compliment, by the way, to Deion Jackson. No, it is. I'm I'm being nice to him. He was terrible yesterday, and the running backs aren't good enough. We knew they were not good enough. Zach Moss comes back. How much can he change uh, with all of that? We shall see. Um, But they just can't run the football, and I know Joel A. A. Erickson. I cannot say that man's name. Um, It's the A in the middle. That's what it is. That's what it is, KB. Uh, I mean, he wrote exactly what I was thinking right at the very beginning of the game. I mean, you have a third down, and Jonathan Taylor, you feel like, would get that third down. Um, and, and we can get into the um, to, to the decisions by Steichen not taking a field goal early. Um, what do you think about that? Obviously, the end of the game, but this is the kind of game that we thought we might see a lot of. The Colts battled. The Colts were there. The Colts had a chance. They probably feel like they let one go. And then when the game gets down into it, Um, and all the emotion of the first half, and it's the first game and everything settles down. Coaches are making, you know, adjustments on the fly. Usually the better team comes out and finishes the game, and that's exactly what Jacksonville did. It was a little more high scoring than I thought. 23, 
what did I have? 2316, maybe something like that. Yeah, the over easily hit. Um, but I, you know, there were bright moments on the defense. You mentioned that 31 is not indicative of how they played. Overall, it's one of those things. If you're a Colts fan, and this is what I'm interested in today, you gotta be. I, I don't know if you're mad, I don't know if you're frustrated, I don't know if you look at AR and say there's something absolutely there. Pittman had a nice game. Um, it's a mixed emotion bag, and I feel like we're gonna sit here on Mondays and probably have a lot of these. Don't you feel that way? And I think especially early on, like you're I feel like if you're a Colts fan exiting that stadium, yes, you can have this great perspective on what the 2023 season is all about. But I you know, we're all wired with a competitive, you know, ounce or two in our body, if not more. You got to be bummed. I mean, you, you've lost 10 straight season openers. I mean, that was a game yeah. that, again, you had a lead over the best team in your division midway through the fourth quarter. And you walk out of that with stadium the with the ball. Yeah, yeah. with, with the, the ball several times. With the I mean, ball a couple several times. Several drives where you could have potentially padded that lead to two scores. And I think where you're bummed, Andy, is yes, Richardson threw. The game-clinching interception. You know, that is a moment that, again, that's why you play him. I tweeted out before the series starts. This is why you play him. You can't script this. Down three, five minutes to go. TV timeout. That place is on, you know, the edge of their seat. How do you deliver? And obviously, it didn't go well. But again, he's got to feel and be in those moments. I think where you leave a little bummed is you didn't do enough around him to kind of lift you to victory. That's this the, is KB, this that's is, the story. This that's is the, the age-old question. Yeah. I thought we saw some first-game mistakes by the head coach as well. Uh, now, league-wide, I find it very fitting, Andy, that I believe all five new coaches lost their first <laughs> games yesterday. All three rookie quarterbacks lost their first games. I know a couple of those obviously overlap with new coaches and rookie quarterbacks there. Um, but I thought there were some issues in short yardage, You know, especially when you think back to the situational stuff. I think eventually Shane Steich and Anthony Richardson will be a pretty good duo in the short yardage, but 2 of 12 on third down, 1 of 5 on fourth down, um, you can't have that. And, and again, I felt like this team, when the second, after the Pittman touchdown, great running catch on the uh, on the bubble screen, those are some plays. You want to see Pittman in space more. I think that's where he's kind of best utilized. But after that, Andy, you went five straight drives with zero first downs. Right. Five straight right. drives it, with zero first downs. The defense and again, can't be on the field the entire second Defense half. just right. finally yeah. breaks yeah. because, again, they're out there way too long. Oh, I don't they, blame they the They were defense. defending no. short fields way too often. Again, you bring up the big punt return that I thought was you know probably the play that just gave Jacksonville that jolt that they needed to finally get over the hump. And then you had the sequence. After the punt return, Jacksonville cashes it in. You throw the pick. Travis Etienne. How about the Etienne touchdown, Andy? 26 yards, and that was the cherry on top to finally seal it. 26 yards on the touchdown run. Let me look this up here. Colts running backs yesterday <laughs> Don't combined. Look at it. Don't look at it. Combined for 25 yards. Do we have a Malkikawa tweet? Yesterday at all? I mean, how did okay. he? How did he not fire one off in response to? Well, and then the, the leak. And then backs. the leak at six, seven a.m. in the morning. The Jonathan Taylor is ready to go, and that the uh, the Colts wanted what Christian Watson in return. Who everyone all automatically. I can't believe that Ursay would want Watson. It's like okay, the guy. Four, he's a good receiver, I think. He also had forty-one catches. Um, did Fox ever show Taylor? I, I, I don't remember. Do you know? Because the internet would have... No, no, Twitter would have... I'm in the press box, yeah, so I was Twi- just kind of looking up and, you know, 
you know, trying to look up at highlights, things like that. What, and, what was and the, uh, the seeing it at all? What was the spread in the uh, in the press box? Yeah. A little, little little chicken, little grilled chicken, what, cheeseburger. What they have you? The spread was about as good as Ayer Franklin. Yesterday. Was it really it was, 18 it, tackles? It was, so that means bacon was there. It was darn impressive, man. They were yeah, I, Kevin I, loves bacon. I, I didn't know where to like turn. I was like, wait, there's a new station over there. So yes, uh spread outstanding. Um yeah, the, the opposite of Deion Jackson. We, we we also may need to do something today. So where we are in the drivehubler.com studios, I'm staring at the beautiful Kevin Bowen on this uh, oh, Monday oh, morning geez, reacting nice. with you. I don't and, know if I and, deserve that. Well, in giving that I think we have Spectrum here, so we don't have ESPN up. So we have the NFL Network, which is fine, but they keep showing Micah bleeping Parsons, and it would be nice if I could not see him. So you imagine just turn the TVs off. Yeah, well, uh, how would you describe that today. effort from your Giants? Oh, we'll talk about it later. I moved all day yesterday. My body felt like I had been playing an NFL game. My body, <laughs> it was as tired as it could possibly be. All right, KB, and then I'm thinking we'll get a little. Like I thought, my you know might win the game tonight, and then that happened. How do you think my body feels today? Boy, the the I, I've been here Disgusting. before, mainly with like Notre Dame Saturday night games of like you wait all day all to day, watch your team in prime time. Yeah. I know I sound like yeah. Carrie Underwood here, but like seriously, and then Disgusting. that's the effort. By the way, that's my Super Bowl pick, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, 40 to yeah, nothing. Yeah, Dak Prescott is 108 yards or whatever. Can I give you one stat? I mean, yesterday, yes. I mean, yesterday, 2.5 yards per carry, and that's including Anthony Richardson averaging 4 yards per carry. Uh, last year, one game, the Tennessee Titans game, was uh, it was 2.1 uh, from Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, 2.1 from Jonathan Taylor is his lowest output last year, which of course was a bad year considering, you know, the record and his injuries and everything else. I would like to think our listeners realize I don't speak in hyperbole uh, or at least try not to. Like if I'm going to say something that I consider whatever bold or hot takey, there's some reason for me to say that. I mean this in all seriousness. Yesterday was one of the worst games I've ever seen a Colts player play and that Colt player being Deion Jackson. I mean just absolutely awful. We can get more into that obviously as the show moves along. Certainly dissect the debut of Anthony Richardson. As Andy mentioned, the defense I thought largely did its job. Kind of one of the wilder plays you'll see in NFL history the DeForest Buckner strip Zaire Franklin was he being smart or was he just being a <laughs> in AH bleeper and his thoughts on that are pretty funny uh, we will read your fan tweet reactions from the game take your calls 317-239-1070 and get into our Monday conversation goat of the week that can be in all caps that can be in lowercase no matter how you want to do it and touch a little bit on NFL week one in general. I am Kevin Bowen. He is Andy Sweeney. Mark Dykton is with us as always. Certainly on this day, that is September 11th, we will remember everybody that lost their lives, whether it was in New York, D.C., or Pennsylvania, or really anybody that was affected by that is certainly a day that will live in infamy. I know we saw a lot of tributes around the NFL and actually driving downtown yeah. this morning, you saw the monument lit up in red, white, and blue. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy here on a Monday. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
All right, those are the sounds of yesterday. Colts losers 31-21 to Jacksonville, as Bill Belichick would say. Get the ball! <laughs> on to, on to Houston, on to, on to the Texans, who played with the Ravens for just a little bit. Oh, yeah, I always love the uh, coach yelling over top. I, that, that's, that's what radio gives <laughs> you, baby. I absolutely love it. Uh, 8 o'clock hour, hanging out with you. The wake-up call, KB and Andy, Kevin Bowen, Andy Sweeney, Mark Dighton producing today's effort. We're wide open today. Today, 239-1070. Going to get back to the uh, to the phone lines here in just a second. I know, KB, you want to talk about defense. Um, what is interesting, just, just quickly for me, two things. Um, number one, J.K. Dobbins goes down yesterday. And while he is a rotational back, and while, of course, uh, much like with what we have here with Anthony Richardson, Lamar Jackson is going to be running the football, uh, J.K. Dobbins, often injured, did go down and torn Achilles. I don't know if that's been completely confirmed this morning, Um, but if they fear it, I'm sure it's not going to be good news and it's a tough last couple years for him. Does that move any sort of trade needle at all? I'm just throwing it out there uh, with Jonathan Taylor. The Dolphins looked okay yesterday (laughs) without Jonathan Taylor. And then, you know, I followed in his career for years Lamar Jackson, and so I'm very well-adversed, if you will, Kevin, on the entire conversation about when you're going to be a running quarterback and when you're not going to be a running quarterback. And if the quarterback's limping off the field and and, and everything else. Um, And I never really thought Lamar took a lot of flush hits. And I thought yesterday AR took some. And I I, 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 I thought he did. And, you know, it's funny. I always, uh, you know, texting a couple buddies and we always use poor Vanderbilt. Uh, But whenever there's an SEC, uh, you know, quarterback or player, it's like, this ain't Vanderbilt anymore. You know, (laughs) Andy Richardson's out there. This isn't Missouri. And he like Dinkwitz, uh, Drinkwitz, whatever the hell his name is. Josh Allen ran... (laughs) Richardson down a couple times on those like sideline no gain. I think he actually yeah. went down his sacks. Yeah, and I, I, I leaned over to Mike Mike Chappell. I'm like, man, NFL speed is just a little. Yeah. It, it's just a little. NFL speed, NFL yeah. hits. Yeah. are a little different. And that's a little again, different. I think that's kind of what Trevor Lawrence said to him afterwards. Yeah. Of like, there's an element of you've got to protect yourself. And um, you know, Richardson got hurt on his first ever NFL run. I mean, that, that, that first run was an 11-yard gain, and this is where we're going to get into the debate with him throughout his career and why. Yep. Well, at some point, Andy, it's got to be, okay, can he be a thrower first? Yes, the run element, the ability to extend plays, create some of that stuff, that is a huge part of what he can be, but you've got to deliver from the pocket at at some point level. I do want to touch on the defense. We haven't really had the opportunity to do that just yet. Um, I thought what stood out to me the most about your defense yesterday, Andy, because I think from a Trevor Lawrence skill position standpoint, outside of Cincinnati, and obviously that didn't go well yesterday, I don't think you're going to see a better group all year long. When you factor in Lawrence and then ETN, Evan Ingram, and those wideouts, I think it's the most potent group that you're going to see. And your defense... And I can't recall a game last year where the Colts even sniffed this. You had a lot of playmaking, turnover-type moments. You created a couple of them. Obviously, you turned one into a touchdown. Those are the sorts of plays with Stephon Gilmore, who had an interception last night. Those are the sorts of plays. Everybody had an interception last (laughs) night, so congratulations to Gilmore. Those are the sorts of plays you didn't (laughs) dial up enough last season, right? and you have to do it to help out an offense. It's just not going to be very explosive this year. I thought Zaire Franklin, 18 tackles, flying around was outstanding. I actually thought Shaquille Leonard looked a little better than I thought he would. He had eight tackles. I agree. He he was on a bit of a pitch count. 
I know he maybe wasn't around the ball as much in the turnover aspect. He had a huge tackle for loss that I think eventually knocked Jacksonville uh, out of field goal range, made a couple plays in space. So I think it's a shame, Andy, that we're going to look at 31 points at the end of the year and like that will be a sore eye on the schedule because I thought your defense did enough. By no means were they absolutely perfect. Your offense, your special teams put them in some awful field position situations. Your offense couldn't sustain drives, so your defense was out there seemingly for the entire second half there, and they eventually broke. Um, But I I thought the amount of playmaking you got, you had a Tony Brown interception, the Buckner play, Julian Blackman had the near interception, interception. Speed punched a ball out. Again, those are Two turnovers, two more very close to being turnovers. And I can't recall last year many games where the Colts, against a quality offense, had a handful of game-changing type plays. We talked about, you know, there are so many things that that are new and that are young. And, you know, you look at the running backs and you look at AR and we were like, okay, it's good. We're, gonna div- we're going to grade them, and maybe even Shane Steichen, uh, we're going to grade them a little bit differently than other units on this team. And, you know, defensively and defensive line, to me, I leave yesterday feeling a hell of a lot better than the offensive line. You know, the offensive line needed a couple fourth and shorts, third and shorts, and they could not get them. And to me, the defense absolutely uh, did enough. And you mentioned, you know, you mentioned the two turnovers. Uh, I, I just, you know, if you're a Colts fan, you got to be frustrated at the option. You could have had a couple more, right? And Blackman, right. Blackman sold the pick. Oof. He ran down there and he did the, the, the pre for the camera. Uh, I was going to say, as soon as I saw him <laughs> and everything else. go for the picture, I'm like, man, did, did he, he have that? that? That's what I said. I go, wait a minute. I thought it kind of hit the ground, but he's he's preening. I'm like, you can't really sell it because you can obviously, they're going to go to the cameras and they're going to look and they're going to know whether it hit the ground or not. Yeah, And again, <laughs> I don't want to act like the defense was perfect on the first touchdown. It was acceptable. I literally did the stopwatch. Trevor Lawrence had 7.19 seconds to throw on that first touchdown. I remember the third and goal where he's scrambling oh, yeah, and finally yeah. Found yeah. was it Ridley? It was I think Rid- he finally it, found it, it, it was Ridley, yeah, in the back of the end zone. Again, it wasn't perfect, but I thought your defense gave your offense a chance, and you just you, you can't have the feast or famine nature to the offense, and, and that's exactly what it was. If you look at the fourteen drives the Colts had yesterday, there were two or three where they really, really moved it, and then the other ten or eleven, oh man, I mean it was. Three plays and a cloud of dust, really. I mean, it was it was absolutely nothing from your offense. Obviously, you had some fourth downs in there that you tried to get as well. So, just you put too much on the defense's plate there. But I thought for week one, um, I thought they did a nice job. I thought the, I thought the, the young secondary uh, contested a lot of balls as well. Again, th- there were certainly tough ask. some some yeah. big moments from, from Ridley and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram and those guys, but those dudes well, made some hell. Hella catches. What uh, and I and I'm not. What did they say about Dallas Flowers after the game? He was just one play in, and then uh, or excuse me, one play out, and then back in. Right. Same thing with Kenny Moore. Ironically, the one play Kenny Moore was out on. Tony Brown picked off a ball. Um, So yeah, that was that was a little scary when it happened. Well, uh, yeah, when I saw it, I'm like, you can't lose these guys. Flowers and Moore (laughs) both go down. But yeah, Jalen Jones, the rookie, went in there for Flowers. Tony Brown went in for Kenny Moore. It was just one play, and then uh, they were back in. Two, three, nine, ten, seventy. Let's head to the phones. Paul's up next. Here on the fan on this reaction Monday, Paulie, what's happening, man? How you guys doing? Good, what's up, Paul. Uh, not much. Real, I'm gonna try to make this quick, real fast. Anybody who was 
during this whole Jonathan Taylor thing saying we don't need Jonathan Taylor is absolutely crazy. Had Jonathan Taylor been in that game, the coach would have won that game hands down. Deion Jackson is too slow, can't hold on to the ball. Evan Hull looked semi-decent, but the run when Evan Hull got to the outside, Jonathan Taylor would have took that to the house. On these third and shorts and fourth and shorts with Anthony Richardson in the backfield, Jonathan Taylor would have made them respect that a little more and something else would have been wide open. Um, Chris Ballard cut some of the wrong players on this cut. And it proved that on on that punt when they received it at the six-yard line and we did not have any speed back there to, to even pin him in. That was That is what changed the game right there, that punt return. And then the last thing, defense played real good. I was I was... I was more than happy with the defense, except we should have kept Rush. And from the way I see it, let Baker go. Because Baker, for the life of me, cannot turn his head around when that ball is in the air. He's still looking at the defender rather than getting that head around. And all he had to do was get his head around, and some of those passes could have been defense. That's all I got, fellas. Have a wonderful day. Paul, have a great week. Should be beautiful weather on the mail route for Paul. High energy per usual for him. Shaquille Leonard exiting the tunnel. That, that's what I always feel like whenever Paul calls into the show. Um, Andy, you think they signed a veteran running back in the next 48 hours? Or is Zach Moss I, enough I, for the next I mean, what's, three weeks? What's out there? What's, I mean... Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, we know they've done their homework. I well, mean, a, a Kareem okay, so, Hunt so visit Kareem offer, Hunt, but, but, a James Robinson visit. Well, I don't, I don't um, want anything to do with James Robinson. Okay, let's throw Kareem Hunt out there. Do, do you feel differently now after you watched the game to throw out some of the, you know, some of the the meager numbers the last year to the off the field stuff? I'm I'm asking because the combination of. Richardson, he's not going to be able to take these hits. Okay, it's game one. The offensive line that, to me, did very little to make you feel better yesterday. And the running back position with with injuries and with Deion Jackson, who's going to be limited. Now, I don't think he's always going to be terrible. Yesterday, he was terrible. Uh, to me, Andy, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen a Colts player I, have. I, to, to me, if you're at this point of the season, now you're an in-season signing, I, I I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying it, it may be panic. It may be the right thing to panic a little bit, but I don't think they thought it would look this bad, right? 13 carries for Deion Jackson yesterday. That amassed 14 yards, so that would be un point un yards per carry. If you want to go to his receptions, how about five catches for 14 yards? Not a lot of production there. And then on top of that, two fumbles, and a what I thought was a really critical third quarter drop as well. Um, I mean, this is his chance, is it not? Like the way I view Deion Jackson is, you're going to get four weeks here with without Jonathan Taylor, no matter what. Zach Moss misses game one. Who knows, you know, if he's going to be available game two, and if he'll be on any sort of a pitch count coming back from well, the, the arm injury. It's, it's it's kind of like one of your chances here to do something. The Colts knew this for a month was a. They knew for a month a strong possibility was Deion Jackson starting the opener. Zach Moss being ready for, for week one was always iffy. And the Jonathan Taylor situation, obviously, has been extremely iffy. And so for a month, 
you've thought to yourself, okay, we we can be content with Deion Jackson, and the results were that. I mean, it, it was a cuttable game from Deion Jackson. They, for a guy with his Listen, lack of resume, I know. you cut Rodrigo Blankenship after the opener last year for missing a game-winning field goal. Deion Jackson had moments where he flat-out cost you the football game. I don't know if you're in a position from a quantity standpoint at running back with the Evan Hall injury to just flat-out cut him, but that's what... It was. Just to give a little bit of context on the 1.1 yards per carry, yesterday to start the third quarter, the Colts honored the 1984 Indianapolis Colts team. So I can do the math. I know Ryan Bowen will be 40 coming up in March. That's when I was born, too. It's the 40-year anniversary of the Colts playing in the Circle City. Yesterday's 1.1 yards per carry for Deion Jackson was the second worst in Indianapolis Colts franchise history. You go with a dozen carries in a game, which ain't a lot. Dozen carries in a game, not a lot. Of all the running backs in the history of the Indianapolis Colts, that was the second worst (laughs) performance. And again, Andy, I'm just talking yards per carry. I'm not talking about the two balls that he put on the turf with fumbles or the critical drop that he had as well. And half of his 14 yards came on one carry. He had a long of seven. So half of his 14 yards were from from one run. And poor Evan Hall got around the corner there and had a run. Does that and then lead off the highlight back. reel? <laughs> I don't know. Him and Cam Akers battling for... Do we know, see more Jake Funk now? Oh. Him and Cam forward. Akers battling for rushing ineptitude. Cam Akers yesterday, by the way, 22 <laughs> carries for 29 yards. Did you have him in fantasy? You're all over Cam yeah, Akers. Yeah, I have him in our league. Okay, there we go. Yes. KB, he, that's the second time he mentioned it before you got here this morning. He's like, this damn Cam Akers. I think I fell into the Akers uh, Dude. hype maybe I, last year. I'm pretty sure I'm O for this weekend in everything. The teams, year before that. Teams, Colts, fantasy everything. Mark, I know we got a couple Adams here on the line. Uh, Pick whichever one you want to go with here. All right, let's go for the... There's two Adams. We're going to go with Adam 1 since he was there first. Adam Adam 1. How are we doing on this Monday morning? Hey, guys. Am I Adam 1? Am I on? You are. You are on. Loud and clear. Congratulations. Number 1. Number 1, baby. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. All in all, I thought Richardson played pretty well considering how poor the offensive line was yesterday. They made uh, they made Josh Allen look like a first team Pro Bowler with three sacks. Couldn't it was just it was just awful. I mean, the, I mean for a, for a young rookie quarterback, I thought he played tremendously. Like besides the fourth that that interception, I'm gonna give it up. Like Richardson played his, his the you know what off yesterday. Like he had no time in that pocket. I want to hear your thoughts on uh, really how this offensive line from a pass protection and a run protection played yesterday because the Jags are not a top-tier defense. They're going to see some better defensive fronts, and they played awful yesterday. Just wanted to hear your thoughts, guys. Thanks, man. Have a good Monday. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate the call. Um, I, I thought the run run blocking-wise, Andy, just absolutely awful um, to say the least there. You know, I'd have to go back and look at the Richardson – Sacks. I know he was sacked four times in the game. Andy, I want to say two of those were on just a flat-out scramble where he yeah. like literally went out of bounds. Josh Allen just like met him, and it counts as a sack if you're yeah, behind the line, the line of scrimmage, of scrimmage right. right? So I, I don't. It's not like they were outright sacks. Obviously, you had the sack early on where Allen I think caught him from behind, uh, and then I think you had one more later. Allen's a dude, man. In the game, yeah. I mean, I mean he's, he's a dude. A, he's a top five pick. Yeah. So, um, I. 
in general, I thought you lacked support for Richardson. But again, I thought if you want to narrow down the O-line to pass protection versus run protection, I thought Bernard Ryman I thought did a really nice job in pass protection. I thought the run game was more of the issue. You know, the Richardson game yesterday was a really interesting one for me, Andy. He was more of like a methodical passer early on. He missed that first ball of the game on that second down throw. Then he hit six in a row after that. At one point, I remember looking down and being like, man, he's like 15 of 19. Like, this is like a, this is not what I expected out at Richardson. Again, I've said for, you know, all along, I think you got to live with the inconsistencies from a completion percentage standpoint, but the goal is to offset that with the big plays. We really didn't see the big plays. And that was an issue that I had with Shane Sykin of, Anthony Richardson's strengths, where he is best as a thrower, is when you let him uncork it. And I feel like you just have to dial up two or three a game. Even if they fall incomplete, you at least send a message to the defense of saying, this is a possibility. Think twice about bringing that safety up to the line of scrimmage here. So that's where I thought the Richardson experience was just a little bit more like in a way, like Gardner Minshew-like from a throwing standpoint. Obviously, his legs are a totally different animal. And then lastly, on Richardson, he got into that great rhythm after the uh, first miss of the game, was really, really steady, and then all of a sudden, everything turned midway through the third quarter. And I think that was a remind. I think he missed seven of eight at at one point. Yeah, that's where he, ha- he he was one of seven with the pick. Yep. And that that's was like was. once they tied the game, yep. and then they took the lead. Obviously, they took the lead off the Buckner touchdown there. And that, I thought, was a reference to his postgame comments. His postgame, and Mark, do, do we actually have that clip, like the every play matters comment from, from Richardson? Well, well, I have one here. I don't know if this is the exact one you're looking for. Do you, do you want to hear it? Sure, dial this, it up. This is the game, the takeaway. This is uh, the game overall. Here you go. Yeah, you know, I like to get here early, you know, get my body right, get my mind right, you know, uh, go through the strip, uh, uh, script of the game, you know, uh, make sure I'm, I'm you know, precise on plays, make sure I'm getting extra rest with the receivers if they need them, you know, just making sure I'm here, you know, just feeling the building, feeling the atmosphere, just feeling everything. So I, I was pretty hyped, you know, getting here. I was pretty focused, pretty calm. Um, throughout the game, you know, emotions were everywhere. I was happy. I was a little bit more chill than I was happy again. So uh, that was that. And then after the game, you know, uh, I was a little hurt, you know, because I feel like we had it. You know, uh, we just got to clean some things up as an offense. You know, I feel like the defense helped us out a lot. We just couldn't, you know, do anything for them at the time. But, you know, I felt good throughout the whole thing. And, you know, it's just something we got to learn from and just work on. There was a comment Richardson had where he expands on just kind of like every play matters, every drive matters. I don't think we have that one. Yeah, I don't think we have that one. And again, I know it sounds like a very simple comment, but when they tied the game, when they get the lead, the offense had five straight empty drives. And I'm not talking about five straight scoreless drives. Andy, they had five drives where they didn't even get a first down. That obviously is very hard to do in the NFL. And within that stretch, that's when Richardson was, you know, one of seven or one of eight. And then he threw that pick to Tyson Campbell, which kind of iced the game. So that is where eventually we'll get to a point in evaluating him as a quarterback where that stuff matters. I mean, that that stuff is really critically evaluated of. Second half, teams are making adjustments. You're playing with more of a bullseye. You've got a chance to pull off a big upset here. That's where you get a little bit more into the critical aspects to, you know, two-minute fourth quarter, 
That's what separates mm-hmm. the average QBs from the elite quarterbacks. Wait, wait. And I think that's what, again, I'm not ripping them by any means. It's his first ever NFL game. Come on, KB, <laughs> rip them. <laughs> but those are the Give sorts of situations that we'll eventually get to with, with him of like, okay, can, can you do even more of the lifting? Right now, he's got to do way too much. But those are the times that kind of separates you as a quarterback. And Trevor Lawrence, to be fair, he made some big time throws L- there listen, this in those is, moments. This, this is the issue that we're going to have. Richardson is not going to if you and I'm not I'm listen I'm 100% with you. Richardson's not going to be ripped much this season because Colts fans and it's the reality and the Colts fans are right today. The reality is and we've been talking about it. You've been talking about it longer than I have that the roster around him is not good enough. Yeah, it stinks. And so it's different if you're Tua today, right? Or if you're Justin Herbert and they play. I mean, it's different. Joe Burrow, we understand he's established. He's been to a Super Bowl. He'll go to the AFC Championship game. He very well could this year. Uh, but they deserve to be ripped for throwing for like 80 yards and scoring three points against the Cleveland Browns when you have all that money invested in all those superstars. That's not Anthony Richardson. And to me, it's going to be, listen, he will make mistakes and we may get to a point this season where they lose a couple games, KB, where he makes mistakes and it's like, dude, you can't make that mistake. You can't miss that throw. You can't fumble the ball. You can't throw that interception. We're not ripping him on the interception today, and we're not doing that because no one respects the roster around him. Michael Pittman was fantastic. He was also alone out there. We talked about these five tight ends. <laughs> we talked about these damn tight ends, and Granson, he was fine. You know, I mean, he was yeah. he was fine. Ogletree gets yeah. knocked out of the game, yeah, to I mean, be fair. He, he, yeah, he was fine, but it was just one of those things. It wasn't like it was tight end, tight yeah. end, and that was something they were able to exploit. And then, you know, you were looking to see what the offensive line would do. And it's showtime, and it's game one. And so when you don't trust the running back, you have the Jonathan Taylor stuff. You still, I mean, you feel good about Downs and Pittman, but you're not maybe totally in love with what they have there. Obviously, Pierce, what one catch on the day, and then the offensive line was a yikes. It's like, I'm not saying Richardson's going to get a pass. At some point, that will stop. But, you know, game one for me, I, I'm not I'm not going to rip him on the interception or, or running the ball or anything else. He's out there, and he sees what we're seeing. He understands what's going on on as much as anybody. And flat out you just want him to be in those moments. That's why you play him. That is exactly why you have him out there to experience what you cannot script in practice whatsoever. Last thing I'm going to add, Andy, on Richardson, and I think the opponent yesterday is the perfect example of it. I think Chris Ballard needs to look long and hard of what Jacksonville did with Trevor Lawrence from year one to year two. They realized that it was not good for Lawrence around him year one, mainly to do with their head coach situation with Urban Meyer, but even personnel. And what did they do? Let's just take the guys you would label as cast-offs, guys that didn't get retained by their former teams, because I don't think Calvin Ridley falls into that group. But what do they do with Christian Kirk and paying him massive money? What do they do with Zay Jones? What do they do with Evan Ingram? And then just watch the 60 minute of football that we did yesterday. Those dudes, who I think a lot of people, when they were signed by Jacksonville last offseason, labeled them as 
C players getting B plus money. Ingram was kind of a bust with the Giants. And, and kind of look at what they have done to Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they were some big time 50-50 balls, if that. The Zay Jones touchdown is one of the better ones that you're you're gonna see. Ingram had a hell of a catch near the Colts sideline. That was a big play as well. I mean, that is why you invest in the skill and the support. Did Trevor Lawrence throw some great balls? Certainly. But those guys helped him and supported him. And that's why, if you are the Colts, look long and hard at that. You can never have enough at those positions, particularly when your quarterback is young. And in a way, I almost feel unfair comparing Richardson to Lawrence because their collegiate careers were so different and how they entered the NFL, um, expectations-wise, really, really different. But yesterday, when Zay Jones is a number 3 wideout, looks like that, and Alec Pierce is your number 2 wideout, looks like that, how do you not think to yourself... You need to invest more in those skill positions around Anthony Richardson. Uh, can I respond to that? Do you want to do a check down real quick? And then on the other end of the break, I'll respond to that. I'm going to play. I agree with you. I'm going to play devil's advocate just on one little item with what you just said. Cool. Cool. And we'll also get to our goat of the weekend. That can be uh, positively or oh. negatively, however you want to look at it. Ugh. And certainly get to your fan tweets reaction as well. Let's hit a morning check down. The morning check down. On 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Yeah, obviously a busy, busy weekend. It comes to an end tonight. Bills and Jets, that's Monday Night Football. You had Atlanta 24-10, Browns 24-3 over the Bengals. Vikings losers at home 20-17. How about how about Bulls getting the win there? How about that? Saints 16-15 over the Titans. I picked the Titans to win the AFC South. Niners all over the Steelers 37. Commanders 20-16 over Arizona. The Ravens 25-9. Packers, sorry, Mark, 38-20 over the Bears in Chicago. Let me read all these. Eagles 25-20 over the Patriots. Huge game. Over 700 yards of offense with the Dolphins and Chargers. 36-34. Miami on the road getting the win there. Rams 30-13. I thought that was one of the more surprising results going into Seattle and winning that one. And then the Cowboys embarrassed the Giants. Just just absolutely embarrassed them. 40-0. nothing. I'm Sorry, you guys had to watch that on Sunday Night Football. I thought there was a point in the fourth quarter you oh. might get in for the for the Giants there. Uh, Bills Jets tonight. Who are we going with? Bills favored by one and a half. Bills. You know what? Just give me the Bills. I don't know. Yeah, give me the Bills. Let's go. Let's go. Rogers debut gets spoiled. Let's go, Buffalo. Sounds like a bitter Bears fan uh-huh. suffering yep. a week uh-huh. one loss to the <laughs> you're, Packers you're there. Right. <laughs> uh, college football from this weekend. Irish Boilermakers Hoosiers. They all win. Purdue and Notre Dame had to withstand a little bit of a weather delay. How about Notre Dame? Uh, poor planning on their part. They literally didn't have enough food for the weather delay. They had to go to the concession stands and get hot dogs and brats. <laughs> Did they really? And then their running back, Audric Estime, rips off an 80-yarder with a hot dog just sitting right there in the old stomach of his. Uh, Notre Dame, 45-24. Big fourth quarter for the Irish. That should set up Ohio State here a week from Saturday. Did the They've scoreboard got... get hit with lightning in that game, too? Yes. How about that? Uh, and again, Indiana over Indiana State. Taven Jackson looked pretty good in that one. I assume he will be the starter this Saturday with Louisville coming to Lucas Oil Stadium, but we'll have to await official word on that. And Purdue, much-needed split in these first two games. They win in Blacksburg. Big-time defensive effort 
from the Boilers there. They will welcome Syracuse to Ross Aid on Saturday night. Yeah, Reds winners last night, 7-1. Lose the series, though, two out of three to St. Louis. You cannot like that if you're a Reds fan. A game and a half back, the Giants, Marlins, and Diamondbacks all in front of them. The Cubs gave up a couple games as well. Winners yesterday, but lost three of four to Arizona. They still lead by two. Uh, Do Mark's Cubbies lead by two as we head into the final, what, 15 games of the season? Uh, uh, got about, what, three or four kind of local-ish items of note to run down here. Scott Dixon wins the season finale in IndyCar. The Fever win their season finale. Now all eyes on where they're going to draft here coming up from a lottery standpoint. And by the way, we talked about the U.S. Open a little bit in tennis. Shout out to Rajiv Ram. That is a Carmel native. He wins his third straight doubles title in the U.S. Open. Uh, I think Salisbury is his partner's last name. I remember uh, Salisbury Steak back in the day at Cherry Tree Elementary. I don't know if it's any relation to Sean, uh, but that has never been done before. So shout out to Rajiv Ram, a great, great human, as they win a doubles title. Djokovic and Coco Goff, your singles champions. Uh, pretty cool scenes from Coco Golf celebrating that victory. Is it wrong uh, guys that when he said Salisbury, I thought of Sean Salisbury, I thought of Sean Sal- uh, I thought of Salisbury steak and then I thought of Chris Berman in that order. <laughs> exactly. that, that wasn't what you were thinking of? Well, when no, you I think to that's steak? totally fair. Yeah. Okay, you I, I want to say this guy's name is John, but I could be wrong. You weren't that. going to Chris Berman there? I thought me and you were kind of on the same wavelength that you were kind of I doing was, a Chris Bermanism. Literally picturing the styrofoam tray at Cherry Tree Elementary. I think Thursdays were oh. always Salisbury steak oh. John Salisbury is on my all-time blank list because I was at Bears training camp when I was a youth, as like a teenager, and they had Otis Wilson of the Bears. They're interviewing him, and I was like, I want to get Otis Wilson's autograph. And Sean Salisbury just happened to be one of the co-hosts, so I got Otis Wilson's autograph. I was thrilled. Sean Salisbury grabs the football, signs his name, which I wasn't asking for, right in the middle of the C logo of the Bears. So I have all these Bears autographs. I have Sean Salisbury's autograph right in the damn center of the C. I thought you were going to say he turned you down for it. No, I didn't ask for it. Sounds even worse, honestly. (laughs) It really does. Based off Mark's story. Let's do our morning headlines right now. Again, for those that missed it last year, Mark sends out a tweet. Post game, five words or less. Your raw reaction to what you just saw from the Colts. Let's do that now. I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Ripped from the headlines of the newspaper. Oh, we'll do it live! F*** it. Post-game headlines. F***ing <laughs> thing sucks! It was Bill O'Reilly, wasn't it? Uh, Isn't that Bill O'Reilly? Yep. We'll do it live. Mark, outstanding there. <laughs> Andy, typically we just kind of go around it and chime in with uh, random ones. This is from Austin. Richardson <laughs> promising, comma, tank for Harrison. Inside horse. Shoe podcast. I miss you, Jonathan Taylor. Elvis King. This one made me laugh out loud. It's not. It's not exactly PC, but it made me laugh. Deion Jackson sucks big ass. That one made me laugh it's out loud. It's not exactly last PC. That made me I laugh. really hope the kids are already what, in school. What, what, to, what an undersell. What an undersell for Mark Dykton. I love that. Yeah. It's not exactly I, I read PC. That tweet HR department. That was Mark Dykton. It's a C on Mark. Oh, uh, AJ Hazel says a loss. That's Taylor made. That's, that's well done. You know what? That's, that's that's well done. That's the kind of thing we're looking for. Uh, Hunter Green says young rookie QB shows potential. Aaron with a positive, and I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> 
wholeheartedly. Zaire Franklin is a dog. I thought Franklin was outstanding yesterday. He was a player of the game for me. Uh, right? This is a little bit of a tease to maybe the Jonathan Taylor liking from the agent of the tweet that I had. Uh, Garrett goes, long snapper can't win alone. <laughs> They did sign him. In reference to Luke Rhodes being the highest paid long snapper in the NFL. Was it Saturday afternoon while you're Notre Dame fighting Irish? Friday afternoon. As I was watching Ben Shelton, I was locked into Ben Shelton and Djokovic there. Uh, Someone says here, what was Taylor's asking price? I I think in all seriousness. I'd love to know. That is a very, and again, maybe more we can get to tomorrow, but I kind of hinted at it earlier in the show. Three for 39. That's what I've always said. Three years, 39 million. I'm not sure the Colts would do that. Well, could be wrong, but that's yeah, just me. Well, here, we, here we are then. Yeah, I don't know uh, what you to guys tell have you. any others. Uh, uh, Br- oh, go ahead. No, I was just say, Joel, o- offense was offensive, defense wins. Uh, Brandon said, different game if JT plays. And then uh, Larry Cowan says, at least it was entertaining, which we couldn't <laughs> say about a lot of Colts games last year. No, no. And, and I mean, that might be my biggest takeaway just in general from yesterday is yes, not only was it more of an entertaining product, I actually thought the atmosphere was tremendous inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. I, I I thought the crowd showed out. I know, you know, we can hit on the lack of the roof being open. I'm like, gee, I mean, what a glorious If you're not going to open it yesterday, when are you going to open it? Said, Anthony Richardson, we don't want him to play with shadows in his first game there. Um, who who but, are you, who are you by in the press box? You're by Chap and who else? Right next to Mike Chapel, And then to the right of me, I think it's the... Um, they're in charge of like all the on-field radios. Oh, okay. So they gotcha. have like a very important job. They have a, they're like they're there doing. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, very yeah, yeah. busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get the bacon grease away from the radio. They are. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, geez, man, your seventh slice of pizza here is inferring or is uh, infiltrating our our station here. But uh, yeah, it's I've always said this about Lucas Oil. It's um, it's one of the poor press box views just because you are so so high in that press box there. Um, I mean, you're literally what 600, 700 level. Uh, or some stadiums like Tennessee, for example. I don't know if you've ever been to that one, Andy, but that's like 200 level. Oh, the Titans? Oh, yeah. That's, where I, level. that's where I sat next to Ryan Grigson. No, oh, at, wow. uh, at the uh, Music City Bowl one year. There we go. <laughs> Press box in the Colts room has magnified glass, doesn't it, or no? Am I wrong on that? Magnified glass. Like it's like a, it's almost like zoomed in a little bit. It's oh, like a better the the pl- the panes they put up there. <laughs> really? Wow. I swear I did a tour. Is right? I did a tour looking. They told me it's 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 a. They have like a magnified <laughs> view, so it's clo- you look closer than you are. Let's just say I bring out the binoculars quite a lot during the game. There, I'm still curious. I don't know. Maybe this is just me. <laughs> and I'll ask Shane Sykin this a little bit later. And, and do you guys have any other tweets? Well, before, I mean, I was just gonna say, I'm are you are on. you are you being the media guy? My seat's not close enough. Oh, Oh, no, no, I no. In, Sorry. I, I'm, no. I am in the final. No, he hasn't played try, the Andy card yet. Try, try, watch, try watching a basketball game there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, which, which I have. I, yeah. I, I do not want to be I'm sure you have. that guy at, at all. I have just, one. I have one. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. One more. Jared says, put Chris Angel in at running back. <laughs> How did that go on Friday? Did you go, Mark? I did on go. Friday? We, we went. It was probably, I, I don't even know what time this concert started because it said doors opened at four. We got there. We left. We left Connor Prairie. We got there at twenty to ten, and the lady from Heart was still with the three singing. girls. Mark, yeah, we didn't stay much longer, Dude, but crazy. We were about to leave, and all of, sudden, all of a sudden, Ursay came out. I was like, the man he came to see, John Mellencamp. So, we're like, all right, I guess we got to go back in real quick and just hear a couple songs from him. Did three yeah. songs and we left. So it was probably like ten thirty by the time we got out of there. It's a late night. Look Saturday at you. It was a late night. I like Saturday that. It's was a, a busy night. day for the Dyketon household. God, I cannot say I've got that fastball. You're left. a Friday night family, right? Left in me. I think you said the, it was Friday night uh, the concert, no, it was, wasn't yeah, it? Or was Friday it? Night. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. But you're, but you're a Friday night family. You said Friday night. The Dightons, you know, we, Connor have, Prairie we have a good then, time. Uh, Ursa concert, yeah. It's a big weekend. One thing I did want to hit on with Richardson is, and he mentioned this after the game, uh, knee bruise is what he called it, getting hurt on actually his first ever NFL run. It was like one of those like true triple options the Colts ran yesterday. He had that, I think it was 11-yard run, and he was limping, I would say, a good amount right after that play. Stayed in the game and you know seemed to, whatever, adrenaline and, and, and kind of brushed it off. But I am curious, Andy, on that last hit of the game, was there anything that happened there? Because I mean, he did leave the game and not return. Obviously, there was only, what, three plays left in the game. Gardner Minshew finished that game off. But it looked like he took quite the hit to the left shoulder. And that was, he got medical attention on the field. And, you know, Shane Steichen's like, I think he'll be all right. I mean, in the immediate aftermath of the game, I, I, I don't know how much merit I put to that quote. But I think let's just monitor that here early in the week. And... You know, I oh, thought that's the main question today, is it not? I thought Trevor Lawrence had some pretty wise words for Anthony Richardson afterwards and saying, you know, protect yourself a little bit. I mean, yeah, you're down 10. The game's not totally over, but um, that, will, that will be a really gray area debate, Andy, that we have with Richardson a whole lot. How yeah. much does he run? When does he slide? When does he, you know, those sorts of, I mean, Lawrence had a couple nice scrambles yesterday and a couple great slides, <laughs> you know, if, if you want to be, you know, fully honest there, whereas Richardson obviously did not. Uh, Mark, do you have that? Do you want to, do you want to play that? Uh, the Lawrence clip? Yeah, Lawrence uh, yeah. after the game yeah, talking about Trevor Anthony L- Richardson. By the way, shout out to Zach Kiefer. We're hopefully going to have him on this week. He was there, uh, obviously used to cover the Colts regularly, and he was writing on Richardson. But he asked Trevor Lawrence afterwards what uh, the former number one overall pick said to Anthony Richardson post game. Yeah, I thought he, he made some great plays. Obviously, it's being a rookie quarterback. It's a, it's a tough spot. There's a lot of learning you have to do, and um, it's just every week learning and getting better. And I, I, the only thing I told him after the game was a great you know great game. He made some some unbelievable plays, but just try to protect yourself. You know these the hits add up in this league and. They, they're a little different than in college, so I just told him to protect himself. And, you know, I'm excited to watch his career unfold. Um, I think he's going to be a great player, and obviously we'll see him again later in the season. But that was my only message to him, really, just protect yourself. It's a long season, and I, th- I think he's going to be a great player. Yeah, and again, I thought that comment is such sound advice. And I know, again, it might sound like obvious stuff to say. But, Andy, I have no qualms. There is little doubt about Anthony Richardson as a runner in this league. I think he will be an elite quarterback runner and a weapon for the Colts for a long time. What I do have questions about are him as a thrower in this league and him in moments like we just saw less than 24 hours ago. We saw him in big-time, second-half, one-possession moments, playing with the lead, playing down. How did he look? Like a 21-year-old rookie who has made 14 starts now since high school. It didn't go well, which is fine. It's it's game one. But again, he needs to be on the field, Andy, just to experience all of those things. I know you can never pull out the full running ability of him and tell him, you can't run, Anthony. You must slide at all costs. Like I get that's unrealistic. But it is so, so vital that he stays healthy for the rest of this season, gets as many reps as possible. 
possible so you don't have a Trey Lance experience. I would argue a oh, big Lord part heavens. of the Trey yeah. Lance stunting or the fact that he's on his second NFL team is because some injuries have kept them from playing. And in a way, Richardson and Trey Lance's lack of experience are similar. They, they both have not played a lot of football since high school. So that's just something that I feel like that we have to watch. No, it's it's going to be one of the main storylines, and it, it listen, it reared its ugly head in game one. Now, I thought it might be game three, it might be game four, you know, in game I three. I mean, he literally go got hurt on his first well, ever NFL yeah, carry. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He was, he was, he was limping there. Uh, it is nice uh, that Trevor Lawrence is saying those things, and he is right. I want to be clear. Trevor Lawrence is right. Uh, he is also in a totally different offense where he doesn't have to run the football. Well, well, <laughs> and, twofold. And, and, and AR's going to have to run the football. Well, Andy, twofold. Yes, he's in a totally different offense with totally different weapons around him, but he also is a much better thrower than, than Anthony. Which like, you saw early on. You know, yeah. wind is, and this is the weird dichotomy, I think, with Richardson of, you know, Lawrence is a guy that's a 90% of his game is throwing, but he still can make some plays with his leg. Does Richardson get there to where like he can be a 80, 90% of my game is a thrower, mm-hmm. but I can sprinkle in those play like when you watch Patrick Mahomes, is Patrick Mahomes a nice runner? Yeah, but I mean, he really only does it when it's necessary and plays are breaking down. You know, Lawrence on the play on the first touchdown of the game. Seven seconds. The Colts can't create any pressure. He rolls out to his left, makes a play on the run there. Like those are the that is the aspect of Richardson that I'm curious about if he will get to. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Every Monday here in football season, we do our GOATs of the week. That can be all caps, GOAT, or BAH. Mark Dykton, lead us off. Who is the GOAT? I told you all that I was the greatest of all time. Jordan, here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! That's what I'm talking about! That's why he's MVP! That's why he's the GOAT! The GOAT! Or GOAT. This guy sucks. <laughs> of the week. All right, let's start with our all caps, our goats from the weekend. Uh, I'm going to give a shocking one here. I did not expect this result at all yesterday. Uh, our Survivor League, we're already done. How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Minnesota with Baker <laughs> Mayfield? You're done already? Week one? And winning. Well, it, I'm in with my in-laws. Can you get a buyback? We took the Ravens with okay. one team. We took yeah. the Vikings with the other. Um, so, yeah, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Todd Bowles, the, the fearless NFC South, they get it done 
twenty to seventeen. So shout out to Baker Mayfield and company. Uh, Chase McLaughlin with the fifty-seven yard field goal, the eventual game winner. You know Todd Bowles love winning that. Was it seventeen sixteen? Uh, twenty tw- twenty seventeen. Oh, twenty seventeen. Yeah. That's a Todd yeah. Bowles game. That is. Uh, and Vrabel, you know, in a one-score game with Dennis Allen. I mean, that was sixteen to fifteen. Those four coaches had to love that sixteen to fifteen. That's football. We don't need to throw the ball all, all over the yard. Well, my good ones. Hey, listen. Might go to the weeks. Quinn Ewers at Texas. Ooh, okay. I mean, he I ball- like that. He balled out uh, on the road. Yeah, I mean, at Alabama on passes twenty plus yards downfield going into that Alabama game, he was twenty two percent on those th- uh, on those particular throws 60% Saturday night and that was the talk of college football with Sark and Texas and all the horns down and everything you had Texas fans chanting SEC on the field in Tuscaloosa so there's no way Arch Manning plays this year right no, is that, mean, it, no, it, no. He's going to sit this. Is season. that how it's looking? He, yeah, I mean, I mean, you were at three forty nine and three. He had a rating of one sixty six, a QBR of ninety. Mark, who you got? My good is a defensive unit. The Dallas Cowboys absolutely throttled Congratulations. the New York Giants. Did you have them in fantasy? No, I didn't. Gosh. And I played the guy who did. <laughs> and he also had Brandon Ayuk in his flex, so that really screwed me. Anyway, the Dallas Cowboys, seven sacks, two interceptions. a fumble. The, the special teams also blocked a field goal, returned it for a touchdown, two touchdowns total. They absolutely decimated Daniel Jones and the Giants' offense and just depleted their fan base in one game. 40 to nothing. My goodness, that uh, was just a dominating d- performance. On your league, how many points was that good for? Do you have that uh, in front of you? Like if oh you went, gosh. if you went, if you went to bed and you led by nineteen, and let's say no one had a Monday Night Football guy playing tonight, okay, and you led by nineteen, you have to think. Even while the Giants are driving in that first drive, KB, you have to think you're going to win, right? You're going to wake up and have a good defensive performance. Yeah, right. Is fifteen points? You still got a little bit of a buffer. But you're as good soon to as go. they return the block field then goal. You're, then you're in trouble. For Then it's nightmare yeah. night. Well, then then you knew that you were in a little bit of trouble and you wake up and they drop 40 points. <laughs> they drop 40 points in fantasy and you lose by 20. Alright, Andy, your lowercase goat of the week. I, I have a uh, feeling you might be well, playing I mean, off of that. Listen, I'm going to play off of that. No, I mean, listen, Pittsburgh to me was very disappointing and I thought they were going to be a playoff team and they were very disappointing. Cincinnati was disappointing, but I think they'll, I mean, I think they'll be fine. They'll regroup, but I mean Pittsburgh would have been, you know, to me, would have won this had the Giants not been. I mean they were just so bad last night. I mean Daniel Jones, fifteen to twenty-eight, a buck four, uh, two, two, uh, two interceptions. We talked about Quinn Ewers having like a, you know, that huge game on the college end. He had a rating did uh, Daniel Jones last night a thirty-two. His QBR was eight. His QBR was eight. Their leading receiver had thirty-six yards. They fumbled. They couldn't hold on to the ball. And that's a game that I thought the Giants could win, or they lose twenty seven twenty four. Well, that's a they're, big they're, divisional game. They're, they're, I mean, dude, they're the that's the no, they are embar- they are the embarrassment of the weekend. Any sport, yeah. absolutely. Mark, who you got? My bad goes to a guy who just got a big fat contract in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals were terrible. Now, how much was weather impacting that one? I I, I didn't watch much of it. I don't know how much it was. He threw thirty one times. He had eighty two yards. He was sacked twice. No touchdowns, no interceptions, an average of 2.6 yards a completion. 
I mean, maybe they're right. He should have sat out like the first week until he's. I don't know if, he, if health had anything to do with it. I saw, but he, he was just bad. It was not good. They pulled him out, put in Jake Browning for a little bit. That didn't go well either. Ooh. Bad for the Bengals. Uh, bad, I bad, bad. I think listeners of the show will know where I'm going for my bad goat of the weekend. As I've said all morning long, I thought it was one of the worst Colts performances in the history of their franchise. That would be running back Deion Jackson, 13 carries for 14 yards. One more time on that. 13 carries for 14 yards. Uh, That is in yards per carry of 1.1. That is the second worst in the 40-year history of the Indianapolis Colts. If you go off of guys that have uh, carried it at least 12 times in a game, and to put the cherry on top of all that, two fumbles and a dropped pass for Deion Jackson. I think this is pretty much what sums up yesterday for the Colts. Uh, Travis Etienne, he went 26 yards on that touchdown run to pretty much ice the game. Again, 26 yards on one run. If you add up Deion Jackson's 14 yards, Jake Funk's 10 yards, Evan Hall's un yard, that's 25 yards on 16 carries. So the Colts had 16, Colt running backs, 16 carries for 25 yards. Travis Etienne, final carry of the game, 26 yards. That's one of those where uh, Steichen, I know, after the game and today would be like, it's on me. We have to be able to run the ball. And it's like, it is on you, but it's also on Chris Ballard and well, the Colts and Jonathan Taylor yeah, and that entire drama. It must not absolve the offensive line either. You know I'm not doing that. Uh, you, think you know I'm not doing better that. Better chance Deion Jackson is cut or the Colts sign a veteran running back? I'm going to go with sign a veteran running back. Do you agree with that? I think I would as well. Again, yesterday's performance to me is cuttable, but clearly they like him enough. I mean, he was the starting running back for the last month, really, ever since Zach Moss went down. Again, I think there's a good chance Zach Moss plays on Sunday. Evan Hall gets hurt in that game. So, seemingly, you would have Evan Hall out, Zach Moss in on the hypothetical. So, then your running backs for Sunday would be... Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, and I guess you'd call Jake Funk up from the practice squad? <laughs> oh, I, mean, I, I guess, KB, yes. You, you called Jack Funk up. I mean, yeah, Jake, sure. Jake, 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 sorry, Jack yeah. Funk. Well, I'm Jake glad Funk. you screwed up the first name, not the last name. I screwed up the last name on the... Uh, oh, did you do that on one my, time? On my podcast a couple weeks ago. Well, that's fine. You just uh, had Eddie G bleep it out. That's well, easy. It's not live, is it? We, we decided to let it go. You decided to let it go? Throw the explicit. I was about to say, what? look at you. You're a hot take guy now. Uh, by the way, a little bit more in the Deion Jackson <laughs> context. I was looking up Jonathan Taylor's stat line. Uh, Jonathan Taylor in his career, 35 games where he's had at least 12 carries. So that was the um, threshold that I went with for Deion Jackson. Uh, One time in his 35-game career has he been under three yards per carry. Three. It was last year, right? Last year against Tennessee, like two points, something or other. So he's been at least three yards every single game. Again, Deion Jackson yesterday, one point. One. Uh, given the Colts did what they did and given that uh, the Giants did what they did, they had to be the GOATs. But uh, just, just you know, a congratulations to Jordan Love on his uh, first game there. Just a good... Mark, any, right, just a, any congrats Just, just a congratulations that was going on, on the road. More on Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze. You, you acquired DJ Moore and he threw the ball to him twice. And then the offensive line, I mean, Justin, Herb- or Justin Fields snaps the ball and is under pressure within like half a second. Come on now. 
He did. Horrible. DJ Moore horrible, did have two catches. Horrible. horrible. 25 yards. Hype, and it's the same old, same old, and I'm <laughs> sick to my stomach. I hate the Packers with a passion. I am sick of their yes. fans. Yes. I know. That was We it. feel the same today. Yes. That was in Chicago, right, Mark? Yep. Yeah. You guys both. Week home game against the Packers. Home game against the Cowboys. Like, the two games you guys probably circle more on the calendar than any other. 100%. And that's the effort. I, I, I'm sorry to say this to you guys, but that's the effort. Oh, man. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.